ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Lobby Fica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças. With me tonight, Cristiano Oliveira. Como é que é, Cristiano? Como é que é, pá? Tudo bem? Glad to be back. Glad to be back. And obviously, this time in, uh, you know, a little bit higher spirits. Yeah. Uh, and also the other Oliveira, this one with the D before the Oliveira, Dave the Oliveira. What's going on, Bob? Good to be back this week. Uh, much better week than the uh, previous week. And uh, so... Uh, always good to be back here. We got a great show for you tonight. We're serving up episode number 335. We'll recap the Braga game. Look ahead to uh, uh, the, the what's up for Benfica in the UCL uh, as the draw took place this past week. Also another draw taking place today. The Allianz Cup, or, Cristiano, or as Cristiano likes to call it, uh, the Taça de Cerveja. Uh, groups were drawn today, and so we'll, we'll discuss uh, and talk through uh, some fixtures there. But before... We get there and let's get started with the Braga game. If he could travel to the Pedreira uh, this past Sunday, I'll give you the lineup of Laco Dimush, Andre Almeida, Dias, Ferro, Grimaldo, Florentino, Tarabt in the middle, Pizzi and Rafa on the wings, RDT and Sofalovic uh, up front. Cristiano, you like that? Sofalovic? That was good. Sofalovic. It's clever. It's clever. Cristiano, let me start with you, man. Good to have uh, Andre Almeida back for sure. Yeah, I mean, you could tell uh, he adds uh, a different dimension to the ball club, uh, something that uh, Nuno Tavares was struggling with over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's always good to see the veteran back there. This is a guy that I think we have grown to appreciate over the last couple of years. No matter how much we complain about the right back spot, Mr. Consistency, Mr. All Reliable uh, steps in there once again and, and, and did just a fine job this weekend against uh, uh, Sporting de Braga. Yeah. One game, one Capitão. assist. Capitão. One game, one assist. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal play by him. I mean, that was a terrific play. Um, we'll get to that in a couple of seconds. You always get me to, 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 to skip ahead like half of the game. But, yeah, uh, you know, he came in, looked like he did not miss a beat. Um, there are some people that were still very surprised that he didn't get the call against Football Club do Porto. But nonetheless, he stepped in this weekend and, and, and did just fine. I never thought I'd say this, but I'm glad Andre Almeida is back yeah, and started. That, 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 that's, that's a great point. Um something that the whole Benfica nation was really clamoring and, and, and talking about that midfield pairing along with uh, with the center forward pairing. But finally, it seems like we got our, our wish in terms of a midfield pairing. Uh, Samadhi sat, Tarabt got the start. Cristiano, I know that Tarabt uh, is, is a huge, uh, you or you're a huge oh, admirer of Tarabt. <laughs> I was going to agree um, with you on the other side. He's a huge fan of mine. <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I was going to tell you, You're not allowed to talk uh, about Tarat unless you sing his song, the song that has been made uh, famous <laughs> in, uh, in, uh, in twi on Twitter. Um, but would you? Would you I don't want to scare. Man? I don't want to scare away any of the of the listeners here, so I won't sing it for you. Go on YouTube and uh, make sure you check out uh, the Benfica podcast uh, account on Twitter and and on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure Alfredo or Dave, somebody will put it up there. So I'll spare you guys that 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 horrific singing. As far as Tarapt, I mean, look, this is exactly what I've been calling for over the last couple of weeks. I was very excited to see him in the starting eleven, and you see the difference that he makes in the midfield. The the, the ball movement, Benfica, all of a sudden looks like opposing threat. Uh, Uh, at every time they get the ball going forward. So I was glad to see it. Uh, one game, one man of the match performance. Um, things are only going to get better from here on out. And uh, I mean, <laughs> do I have to tell you guys I was excited? I mean, you know, you know, I, mean, I love the guy. I've loved the guy for the last couple of years. I don't understand um, the hatred that he's been getting from a lot of the Benfica. He says that I got to be brutally honest. Um It just seems like a lot of people aren't aren't forgiving him for 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 the last four years of of what you know many will call unprofessional behavior. I had an opportunity to speak with him for a few hours, and he explained to me the whole situation. And yes, it's not something you want to forget about, but it, it, you kind of understand. And there's 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 something about that opt and other players uh, that that I think a lot of fans um, 
disregard, uh, uh, you know, when, when they watch these guys on TV, and which is the, the human side of things. These guys are humans. They go through their ups and downs. And yes, he himself admits he could have been a little bit more professional, but nonetheless, he's he's done everything he's needed to do to get back in the good graces of the of the Benficistas. He's helping the club right now to achieve valuable points. So. I think people need to get rid of or, or get over the hatred that they have for this guy and just support him like they support everyone else on this club. As long as you have a Benfica shirt on and you're playing out there every week, I'm, I'm a root for you. Yeah, I might like you or, or, or dislike you a little bit more than other guys on the field, but at the end of the day, I want you to be successful because your success is going to uh, add success and bring success to, 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 to my ball club. So I, I wish people would get over that, but it is what it is. He's proven the doubters wrong, and uh, he played well once again this weekend. And he's exactly what Benfica needs in that midfield. Without uh, when, when Benfica is missing Gabriel, he's the closest thing they have. I mean, th there's not. I, I I don't think there's another suitable option for that position right now on the current roster, unless you bring PZ into the middle. What do you think? Look, I, I'm watching. I'm watching Tarabt in the midfield, and obviously, I think it's clear of what he adds to this Benfica midfield in terms of construction, in terms of passing ability, passing accuracy, vision, uh, read of the game, um, but even effort. Man, I, I find myself watching him run uh, to close up gaps. Uh, to get the spaces where he needs to be, and he's just working. He works so hard. No, he told me because I that was that was actually you know, I mean to cut you off, but you know I do it often. That was actually one of the things I told him. I said, "No, I've never seen you work this hard. I've watched you play from a very young age, uh, and I've never seen you put in this shift the way you do now." And he said, "Look, I I understood that in order for me to turn everyone's opinion on me to finally get back in good graces and for me to play, this is the player I have to be now." The former the Delta Rap that I grew up being, that that one's gone. And in order for me to 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 get everybody to get in everybody's good graces, I'd have to perform like this. And so this is a new me. So I'm glad you hit it on the head because that's exactly what he pointed to as being the turning point in his uh, new life at Benfica. But the thing is that, like, as you see him go through, you know, the paces and and running and cover, uh, it's. I, I kind of I almost feel myself feeling bad for him because it just looks like he's awkward. He's not awkward, but he's like working really, 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 really <laughs> like extra hard, hard to go two feet. Yeah. Like he's just, he's, he's just working extra hard and you almost feel bad for the guy uh, because number one, as, as you know, a Delta Rapt, he's not that eight, even though he could do it because of his vision, because of his ability to go forward. But when you see him on a defensive side of the ball, uh, it, it it you feel almost feel sorry for the guy because he's working so hard and no one should be working that. He just looks like he's work he's working way way hard uh, than anyone else on the field. Florentino makes it look effortless. That up, he just looks like he's working super super hard. You just feel like that guy he's gonna get stretchered off at the end of the game because he can't walk to the locker room. And, and I think I've I've said this before, Dave. You may recall, which is I. I much prefer he play as a second striker. Uh, I think the guy brings something to this ball club that we lack, which is that creativity, the ability to beat one, two, three guys and come up with the with the stellar finish because he has all that. And we've seen that at least for now, he's staying in shape. He's 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 you know committing himself to 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 this you know to to the role that 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 um or to to the opportunity I should say that Bruno Lodge is giving him. But right now. I think we really lack someone at that eight position. And, and and even though, as you've mentioned, Alfredo, it he's it looks awkward. He looks like he's worked, but it, it's what he needs to do in order to play. And I think right now, as I mentioned before, I, I don't think there's a better option with the exception of Gabriel. Dave, you, who, aside from him playing that, who else? you see on this roster that could possibly there there is nobody with Shikinu out until the new year there is nobody yeah. except for gabriel and uh even with uh tarapt in the lineup he uh brought in a, a a florentino that was just as dominant as well uh, i know tarapt got the man of the match uh award but you could have easily given it uh, to florentino yeah. as well he had like 96 percent uh passing uh accuracy had uh like five uh, five interceptions of the ball, right? So he also had a very strong game. So the case could have been made for both of those players for uh, player of the match. 
Cristiano, uh, Tarab doing it at both ends. Do you think he should change his name, his number from 49 to 69? Let's keep it PG-13, man. There's kids listening to him. You know There's who's who's, who's not doing it at uh, at both at, at the front end at least is uh, my boy Sofalovic. Uh, Dave, what's going on, man? Uh, do you think that uh, Jean Felix makes that much of a difference? Do you think he's he's like uh, most of the Blue Jays lineup that's going through a slump? What's the deal? I think we all need to take a deep breath and just relax. The same thing happened with uh, Benfica and Seferovic uh, last season. Our, our goal output by strikers at the same time last season was only uh, three goals by strikers. We're currently at two. A lot of our goals are coming from the uh, midfield, but you watch after this international break, I bet you uh, Seferovic has a, a brace, has a two-goal game, and I think we just need to breathe and relax a little bit because the chances are there. I th I know this guy has a lot of pressure on himself that he's putting him in RGT. They just want to get uh, that goal, break the ice, but uh, I think we just need to give it a couple of more weeks and uh, let it... Uh, let it uh, be. They're gonna. They're gonna get their goals. Christian, when does the milk get sour with Seferovic? Aquela merda estava toda podre, pá. Já está toda podre. É cheira azedo. Aquela merda estava toda podre. Quem tinha razão toda era o Vitória. Mas depois, What's the timeline on on Seferovic, man? man that, there's got to be a timeline, right? Two, two more games. Two more games after this international break. If he's still missing, I think two more games after the international break, then maybe give uh, Vinicius uh, a chance with RDT. But I think we still, it's still very early, guys. Here's here's the man, thing. I could go so many ways with it, this. It, I'm you trying. really can. You really because, can. Because the guy had a phenomenal season last year, which is something out of the ordinary for him, right? Then they go spend $37 million on two strikers that play basically the same role he does. Then they don't sell him when last year was as high as his value is ever going to get. And then they bring in two guys who who, who just, I don't, I don't I mean, it just, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's But look, he, and I know his fans will tell you, the guy puts in the shift, he presses, and, 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 and the guy's work rate is unmatched, right? But when he's missing and wasting, the clear, it's not like he's not getting the opportunities, but he's still putting it. He's getting the opportunities. And so, I mean, it's harder. One v one, it's keeper. That's the, it's harder to miss than it is to score, and he finds a way to miss it. It's it's just inside the six. It's crazy. It's been, I mean, With poor there, control. There's one he gets. All he has to do is tap, and he wants to do the the the, the impact. I just look. It, it's 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 very frustrating to see what he's going through right now. Um, hopefully, he turns it around. Raúl Tomás is is another guy. You could tell he's pressing. He's pressing. He's pressing. Uh, I think he's going to get a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt from the coaching staff because he's not playing with Price's preferred position. And with that, I'd say, look, for, for, for people that are frustrated about Raul Tomás, let's not forget Oscar Cardoso, Benfica's all-time foreign uh, goal scorer, uh, leading goal, foreign goal scorer, whatever. He went, I think, believe I believe the first six or first seven games of his Benfica career without scoring a goal. And then he came around and he started scoring them pretty pretty easy. So um, let's just take the chill pill. But it's, it's very frustrating to watch right now. Um our striker part of tandem. It just, I mean, Dave, I know you love Seferovic, but what is Sofalovic. What is yeah. up with him? No. He, sh he should have had a hat trick by the first half there. He, he missed three he good had a hat trick against Pas Freire, and we're still waiting. <laughs> Here's my, uh, my take. Look, all history aside, and yes, he was instrumental last year, uh, scoring as many goals as he scored, uh, gra uh, grabbing a, a, a ball of Prata, uh, but here's the thing, man. As a forward, you get paid a lot of money to score goals. And if you're not scoring goals, I'm sorry, man. But uh, you need to get some bench time and get some time to the guys that have been waiting on the wings and that have been working hard. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I subscribe to the idea you've done us well in the past and you deserve a little extra chances. But at this point, you got to be... And thank God that the, the goals are, are, are coming from elsewhere. And and Dave, you could talk through where we get in the goals in the situation with the with the goal scorers in past years. But to me, if you're a goal scorer and you're missing those chances, you need a reset. And to me, that reset comes by the way of sitting on the bench. Dave, you want to run through um 
as far as what the outputs of the strikers uh, has been? Yeah, the, so this year, uh, 16 goals through the first five uh, games this season, two by strikers, uh, Seferovic and uh, Vinicius in that uh, first game against Pash Freda. Uh, 10 goals by midfielders, two by defenders, and then the other two were the own goals uh, this past uh, weekend against Braga. So compare that to the same time uh, last season, uh, we played uh, eight, uh, three more games with the Champions League qualifying, but uh, 17 goals uh, scored in eight games, and three of those were by strikers, 12 by midfielders, and two by defenders. So very similar numbers. That's why I'm holding uh, my hope with uh, Seferovic. After this international break, he comes and he's going to score two goals against Jovicent. But should we be comparing any Benfica team of any Benfica season against Rui Bombus? Uh, last year, don't uh, don't uh, disrespect Sporting's uh, hopeful coach like hey, that, please. You heard it. You heard it here first. Leave it to Sporting. I I very much doubt that, but uh, I, I see what you're doing there, Dave. Um, yeah, man, it's it's a tough situation, man. But this is pro sports, man, and a team pays a lot of money to their players for them to perform, and if you're not performing. Uh, for sure, if I didn't perform at my job, my boss would have a talk with me or he would let me go. Uh, so I think from a professional standpoint, professional sports, hey, there's no uh, there's no crying and <laughs> there's no crying in baseball. You just you just got to get it done, man. And right now, Seferovic is not getting it done. Uh, so I don't know if this Lodge is going to wait for, for him to come back from the international break to see what uh, what happens, what kind of uh, outing he had for the national team. Maybe the national team and scoring some goals there will re-energize him, as Dave has, has mentioned. With the, he hopes that he gets a brace. Uh, but to me, it, it's it's decision time for Lodge, especially with, uh, with the UCL uh, group stages on the horizon. So I'll tell you, I, I think we got a better shot at scoring some goals if we uh, signed the two defenders from Braga because I they did a terrific job of scoring for us this weekend. Would you take Gaiu over Andre Almeida on the right? No. No. I, they're very similar players for that. I stay with my guy. Stay with your guy? Almeida. Stay with Almeida. Keep up, uh, Both the and he's captains. got a dope-ass mustache. <laughs> So anyway, uh, just just running through the game real quick. I know, and I know that we probably gotten way too far ahead. So, twenty uh, fifth minute, uh, PT with the PK, a clear PK. Um, then Benfica came out strong for the second half, forty uh, seventh and fifty first minutes, two nothing and three nothing. The the second one from PT, and then the third goal, an own goal, and then uh, I think at that point the game uh, was put out of reach. And then in the seventy third minute, another um uh, own goal so uh, a very good win for Benfica for nothing at, at Braga something that Benfica hadn't done in quite some time Dave yeah 30 years uh last time that they beat them uh for nothing up in Braga uh in the uh 89-90 season so um like you said before when it was JJ teams this would be a place where we'd struggle a lot but uh lately uh we seem to have their number both in Braga and in uh in Lisbon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so a big uh, three points there, uh, and especially a game after um, that unfortunate game that we had against Porto Luz where we didn't seem ourselves. Uh, it was a good answer from Benfica in, in, in beating Braga. And, and Braga has been getting shellacked by uh, both Benfica, Porto, and Sporting. And it's almost like they want to be at our level and then they come out and play at our level, and they always get end up. They end up getting spanked. I mean, but they, they, look, man, they they can't compare themselves, especially to Benfica. And well, they, but they want to. Of course, you want they to. They want to I be mean, in that running for the the top spot. I want to be year. Brad Pitt, but you know, I got to settle for Cristiano Oliveira. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Uh, they just don't waste the same amount of money. They don't have the same structure. They don't have the same capital to build a deep roster like a Benfica does or a Porto to a certain extent. They're just very limited, but they've they've done tremendously well over the last 10 years to go from where they were at one point to where they're at now. I mean, they are without a shadow of a doubt at the very worst, the fourth 
you know, biggest team in, in, in the Portuguese uh, Liga Nos, you know. So they're fighting right there with Sporting year after year to see who's three and four. And so they've made a huge leap. So I think I think we should give them a lot of credit. And it's great to strive for the stars, but you know, hopefully for them, for their sake, they'll get there at some point. Uh, for our sake, you know, hopefully Benfica stays at the top, but at least they have the right mindset, they have the right attitude, and they have the desire to get to to that, you know, to 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 get to that stage and to get to 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 those uh places as 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 far as competing for a top three team in Portugal. I think it's brilliant. I think more teams in Portuguese football should uh, strive to be like them. Yeah, absolutely. So now we encounter the international break the dreaded international break that all Benfica fans uh, aren't really too happy about uh and Dave quite a few Benfica players were called up to their respective national teams you want to run through that list yeah for sure so starting with the uh, Portuguese uh, senior squad Ruben Dias got called up uh Ferru uh got his first call up to the uh, national squad replacing uh, Pepe uh, who uh, went down with an injury and uh, Pizzi and Rafa also have been uh, called up. Uh, for the under-21 Portuguese squad, Nuno Tavares, uh, Florentino and Xota. And for Greece, we have uh, Vlokodimos and Samaris. And uh, Cristiano's boy, Tarap, got called up to the Moroccan national team. And uh, my boy, Seferovic, got called up to the uh, Swiss national uh, team. Yeah. So an international break, as we uh, as we mentioned. So Benfica will get a, a break in the action here. Well, uh, you know, in in domestic competition. But uh, this past week, Benfica did find out who uh, is going to be their opponents in the group stages of this year's uh, Champions League, and Benfica was drawn into Group G. Dave, run through the teams that Benfica got drawn. Uh, with and also the, the dates and the fixtures that are lined up for Benfica in this group stage. Yeah, so we got drawn uh, with uh, Zenit from Russia, Lyon from France, and uh, Red Bull Leipzig from uh, Germany. So the uh, fixtures uh, start with us playing at home against uh, Leipzig on the uh, September 17th. Uh, then we go to Russia to face Zenit on uh, October uh, 2nd. Uh, then travel to back to Lisbon to play uh, Lyon on the 23rd of October. Then we do the return leg uh, in France on November 5th. Uh, travel to Germany uh, to play uh, face Leipzig on the 27th of November. And we uh, finish off the group stages at home against Zenit on December 10th. Dave, what are your thoughts on this uh, on on the pe- on the teams that were paired up with Benfica in this Group G, man? This is a, a wide open group. Either uh, either one of these teams could finish uh, first or can finish last. You can make the argument for either one. So the uh, the group is there for us to take. But uh, as we've seen in the past, we team we seem to struggle in the the Champions League. So I want to see us uh, how we handle the Champions League, what lineups we put forward. But uh, this group is is here for us to take if uh, we want to make it a priority. Shannon, what are your thoughts on this uh, on this group? I think it's a ne- a very even group. I think um, every single team would be pretty evenly matched up. Uh, even though I I, I I I give a slight edge to Lyon, um, and I think Leipzig is is also a quality team. But again, if Benfica comes in there and plays their their, their football, and and Bruno Lage is able to uh, stick to what we've seen stick to his philosophy, stick to the attacking football that we've grown accustomed to seeing under him. I think Benfica could pull off some surprises, but I think it's um, one of those groups that, which I think I said it last year as well in Benfica. Was it last year? I think it was last year. A couple years ago. And Benfica was a lot more disappointing than what we expected him to be. But I, I think any the, group, the Monaco and uh, I think any of the four teams could come out on top and any, you know, and any four teams could come out last. So I think Benfica would definitely have their work cut out for them. I, I think they have to try to get maximum points at home um, and get positive results on a road because I, I don't think even assuring themselves of that third place, if they don't play, uh, to the best of their ability, I don't even think assuring that third place is going to be something that's going to be easily for them to yeah. do. So I, I think Benfica has to, at the bare minimum, take care of business at home and uh, and play that same attractive football uh, that we've grown accustomed to seeing. 
Yeah, no, look, uh, as you guys both mentioned, that it's a pretty evenly matched group. Like uh, also, uh, like you guys said, any team can win this group and any team come out on the end. I don't think there's going to be a huge disparity in terms of points. Uh, so as Cristiano mentioned, even that the third spot is not going to be a, a clear thing. Not that you should be aiming for for a third spot, but it's going to be very even, man. And and the devil will be in the details in terms of uh, how you get up uh, this, uh, get out of this group. I think that the trip to Russia in October is perhaps a very good, t- well timed in terms of the weather wise. Um, but I think that these are all teams that at any given any given day they could scrap and they could play and they can compete, man. But uh, not having that clear uh, favor in the group uh, adds for a, a very uh, unknown in, in terms of what the narrative is going to be for the for this uh, group stages. And I'm to be honest with you, I'm I'm very excited about the pairings that Benfica got. Yes, there's no particularly marquee games in in this uh, schedule. But nonetheless, I think that all games should be very close. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think every team is pretty balanced. I think um, every game will, you know, will be very exciting to come down to the end. So I, I think, I hope Benfica do uh, take this competition seriously rather than just settle uh, for domestic competitions uh, because this is the one thing they keep talking about is having um, Benfica Europeu. And so let's see it. Let's see it. I know they, they didn't spend, uh, not, I shouldn't say spend, they did spend a lot of money, $37 million, uh, plus another six now for Moratu. So that's $43 mil on three players. Uh, they, they spent like uh, drunken sailors, but I don't know about the quality that they brought in. So uh, I hope so that, exactly like drunken sailors. They spent a lot of money on crow, but beer, but didn't get wine, they, cheap wine, they, cheap whores. Oh, my bad. Didn't get much quality off of that. And well, you have yet to be seen, but yeah, Benfica did uh, was perhaps one of the years where Benfica's post spent most of the money. I would say, I would even venture to say this was a record year in terms of spending for Benfica. It was, it was absolutely most of their their history. No, they're. No, this is a record. They've never spent this much money in, in a transfer. I got you. Their yeah, that's most of their history. Yeah, <laughs> most of their history includes most of it. goes back to 13-13 when, when the, the club was first thought of. Yeah, and uh, and look, uh, in the, the winter uh, transfer uh, window as the winter transfer window. I mentioned the winter transfer window because I have something to, to, to mention in regards to the winter transfer window. But this was the summer transfer window, and it closed up. And for all the clamoring that uh, the Benfica fans have done in terms of getting uh, uh, a competitive right back, in terms of getting somebody to compete with Flaco Dimos, uh, in terms of getting somebody for the midfield, uh, nothing was done. Benfica was quiet as a church mouse. They did sign Morata uh, as uh, Morato. Morato. Sorry. Morata was the goalie, right? Morata is the striker for Atletico. But no, we Moreto. Have... More... Okay, that's Moreto. Yeah. Yeah. I there was a move. <laughs> yeah, so um, and and to be honest, I'm actually excited for that kid, man. I've seen some some clips on YouTube. He just looked beyond his his age. Uh, and some of the clips are YouTube, but you know, YouTube is YouTube and you take it with the grain of salt, obviously, but Cristiano surprised that Benfica, despite hearing Brunelage talk throughout preseason that we need competition for every single position and us and us and most of the fans identifying that oh, there's some positions, man, you're, you're there's really, some disparity in you're the really, quality. You're really putting me on the spot here because I don't, there's some things I don't want to say. Okay, Dave. But, but I, I think I think <coughs> this is the part as a Benfica that gets frustrating. Man, these people, no te vergonha na cara, man. They're going to say what they need to say to get people off their backs and then just point the fingers at everybody else and this and that. And they're going to tell you everything you want to hear without really having any intentions of, of doing what they say they're going to do. Um, And that's the frustrating part as a socio, as a paying member. As a diehard Benfica, it's hard to accept because it feels like it's lie after lie. At some point, this shit needs to stop. 
You got to say what you mean and you got to mean what you say. You know what I mean? You can't have it no other way. Well, politicians do that all the time. But this ain't politics. It might as well be politics because it, the year, an election year is coming up. As I said, you're going to make me say things I don't, don't want do to it. say. Don't loud. say it. And then you try to defend. And then like, it's like now I feel like you want to fight me on this. Like I got to. But I'm going I'm to I'm I'm sit back and uh, I'll just say, let's look. In Lodge, we trust. They, we, we shall see what happens. What are your feelings, man? In large, we trust. Let's go forward. Trust the process. Trust what we got. And hopefully there's some B kids that we could bring up to add to that this depth. Yeah, you- yeah. Well, and we didn't even line out, loan out guys that were supposedly on the market like uh, Fasia and uh, Servi and even uh, Zivkovic, where these guys haven't had uh, haven't even been seen uh, since America, right? So. Uh, they weren't let go either or loaned out. I know there's rumors of uh, Servi going to Mexico because the Mexican transfer market is still open. So, uh, But those guys, I thought they would have been at least loaned out, uh, if not sold, uh, because they really don't have any spots, uh, spots on this team as it uh, stands right now. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that, that whole face of thing has to do with the fact that Benfica has now identified Gabriel as somebody who's injury prone and they want to keep face it just just in case. Um, but there were some some talks with uh, with Benfica and Fenerbahce, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Fenerbahce hesitated because of face's age, the price they were asking for. And they got Luis Gustavo. Yeah. Was it no? somebody got Luis Yeah. Gustavo. So it was uh, it, it's something that was a little bit hesitant. Zivkovic, I don't understand. Maybe it's just his salary. People not willing to uh, pick up his, his salary. I, I don't know. I, uh, I just saw today that Markovic uh, went back to Serbia. Uh, was signed by Partizan, but so maybe that's where Zivkovic needs to go. But uh, you know, it's a shame that these guys don't get uh, don't get uh, the chances, and we all know that they're obviously not getting chances because uh, maybe they're not working hard enough in terms of of Zivkovic. Servi, I just don't know. I just right now with Rafa playing lights out, and then with Jota being uh, the heir apparent to to Rafa. Uh, it seems that Servi is the odd man out. And Cristiano has mentioned here that didn't really see anything special in Servi, and I think I have to agree. Um, and is definitely a guy that's uh, on the not even on the fence, is on the outs. So it's it's a shame that Mifia couldn't figure out well, what their future is going to be. They'll continue to work with, uh, with uh, Brunelage, and we'll see what happens in the future. Perhaps maybe they'll work hard enough to warrant a shot. Um, we spoke a lot here about the midfield pairing. Let's not forget, and I hate to reference back to Vitoria, but at one point, Zivkovic was instrumental in in Vitoria's uh, midfield. So maybe Lash doesn't see him that way, but nonetheless, uh, I think that there's a lot more uh, that meets the eye in terms of um, of Zivkovic. Nonetheless, you know, it is what it is. Let, let's go to war with what we have. Um, another... Um, Draw that occurred, as I mentioned, the Taça de Cerveja or Allianz Cup, as uh, as the Portuguese uh, l- the Portuguese league likes to call it. Uh, there was a drawing for that. Dave, you want to run to the to the draw and also what the pictures are? Yeah, so we got drawn with uh, Guimarães, uh, Stubal, and uh, Sporting Covilha. Uh, Benfica plays Guimarães on the. What, what's the pronouncing of that? Covilha. It's it's a, because you don't have an accent. I mean, okay. you, you, the way you read it, you probably don't know the sound of an A with the tilde over it. That's up on Alfredo's other podcast, the, teaching to pronounce right, the, the Portuguese podcast language. There yeah, we go. You got it, Dave. You you okay? You said it just like you spelled it. Okay, but so well, we play Guimarães uh, at home on the twenty fifth of September. Uh, Sporting Covilla. 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 We go travel up north. They're up north, are they not? Everybody's up north these days. Centro. Centro. I'm a sit back and let Alfredo look bad on this one. Okay. On October 5th, and then we go to Stubal on the. Procura. Procura. 
Yeah. Procura. Is it Kublian? Open, uh, open your laptop. Or open your All phone. All our listeners. Look it up. They're, they're going to pull our Portuguese card. Now you got the computer. Kublian is central. É centro. Agora amanhã o Ricardo Antunes já vai, já vai fazer um reparo nisso. Já está, já está. Covilhã, vê lá aí, Covilhã. I bet you Covilhã é centro. Under Coimbra. It's Serra, pá. É Serra? I think it's Serra. It's near Serra. Mas Serra, Serra da Estrela? It's Serra. Do not tune into our podcast if you're looking yeah, for geography lessons. Serra da Estrela, like I said. Deixa ver, deixa ver. Olha ali, Serra da Estrela. Não mexe, não mexe. Yeah, it's nowhere near Coimbra. Então pronto, então é above Coimbra. But listen, for any of you guys that listen to the podcast on the regular, you guys Wasn't are Serra Centro? You guys are accustomed to me Isn't winning Serra the arguments. Centro? Lá sei, Serra na Serra. Olha, nas montanhas. Só sei que é alto. Sei, lá nas montanhas. Anyway, Dave, go ahead, man. Sorry. Yeah, so we we wrap up the uh, the Allianz Cup on uh, the 21st of December against uh, Stubal at Stubal. Oh, okay. So Guimarães uh, Sporting the Covilhã and Stubal, three uh, teams that were green and white. Uh, I mean, to two teams that were green and white, and then Guimarães, Guimarães, who is uh, who's trying to make a name uh, for themselves uh, this year. So uh, not too bad. So Taça de Cerveja. Fixtures all uh, all set up uh, to go, Dave. Let's um, let's let's run through um, what Benfica's got going on as far as September in terms of of fixtures. So uh, we've already started with Braga. What else we got for the end of the month? Until the yeah. End. So uh, yeah, after the uh, international break, we've got the Gil Vicente on the twenty uh, or sorry on the fifteenth of uh, September, uh, followed by. Uh, like we said, uh, Leipzig on the 17th, also at home. Uh, then we travel up to uh, Moriens on the uh, 22nd of September. Uh, then we have Guimarães at home on the 25th for the uh, Tasa de Liga. And we round out the uh, the month against Dubal for the uh, League, just the League, not League Cup. Yeah. Oh, for the League, not for the League Cup. No. All right, yeah. So uh, quite a quite a mix of competitions here. Domestic, uh, League Cup, and UCL uh, is what uh, is what the month of September has uh, saved up for Benfica. And despite having a, a break in the action for international break this early on in September, we still have one, two, three, four, five games uh, in what two and a half weeks. Uh, Basically, and that's what that's when you're going to see if if our striking. Uh, Pairing is still not producing by middle of the month. That's probably when Lodge is going to make uh, a change because he has the he's got to get some rest for these guys too. And there's going to be five games in about a uh, two week span there, so you'll see some uh, some uh, rotation going on up front if there's uh, no goal output at that time. Yeah. No. I, look, I have to, some something needs to be done. I have to agree with you, Dave. So uh, you know. Uh, back to, but uh, I'm glad you didn't let me forget, Cristiano. Back to the to the winter transfer window. And this is something that I found uh, quite in, in, incredible, and I don't know how many people have had a chance to to read this. Uh, but I think they were, it was yesterday. I think where they had the Kinej Dioru, which is basically an award ceremony that's presented by uh, the the Portuguese league uh, that awards, you know, best best team, best player, not only in men's soccer, but also in futsal, also women's soccer, women's futsal, uh, and also uh, a couple other things that they award. But uh, the Maritimo president was, uh, was in attendance, and the Maritimo presence actually mentioned that last year, before Rui Vitoria's uh, departure, everything was set for both Ferro and João Félix to go to Maritimo on loan for the rest of the season. And then Lars came in, and we all know what, what happened there. Cristiano, is it, is, it, is it typical? Is it typical of Benfica, or is it typical of Rui, Costa, uh, Rui Vitoria? What do, you, what do you make of this, man? That, that's quite incredible, right? I mean, I, I, look, I, I don't think it's incredible at all. I don't think it's incredible. I, I think it's normal business for any club any coach um in this particular a club with young players like those two Ferran and João Felix if they're not part of the coach's plans 
to loan them out and get first uh, division experience. Now, what you want to call ludicrous and crazy is Rivitoria not noticing and realizing the caliber players they have. As far as wanting to send them out alone, that's totally normal. If the player doesn't count for a player, for 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 a coach, is not in their plans, it's totally normal. So I don't. So I'm not amazed by that. What I would be amazed is, which not I would, we all know that Rui Vitoria didn't appreciate these guys. Not, not so much Ferro because Ferro's on the B team, right? And until Jardel got injured, there was really no need for Ferro. So let's 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 give Vitoria a pass on Ferro. But Juan Felix, we all knew he didn't appreciate the caliber player that he had at his disposal. So uh, again, it's normal, bro. If, if you're not part of the coach's plans, you're going to go out on loan. Do you think it's a big game? Right? I mean, do you think it's a big gamble or or even part of you know part of the impatience that currently exists within modern soccer where or modern football where young players are not giving enough time to produce and to really take a step into the next level? It's modern times and the biggest reason, Alfredo, it's the size of the club. The expectations of a club, the grandeza, Benfica, and I've and I've often said this. I guess you just don't pay attention to me, <laughs> but I've often said this. Benfica does not have the luxury of, and I'm not trying to harp on, on our neighbors, right? But our neighbors, for years, you know, we're developing players, we're playing youngsters, and the fan base swallowed it up and ate it up, and that's fine. They were okay with coming in third place because they they were selling Cristiano Ronaldo to them. They were fine. Benfica doesn't have that luxury. Benfica has to compete for titles every single year, at least domestically. Benfica has to be there challenging. Imagine Benfica coming in third place, 20, point, 20 points behind first place and telling, yeah, but, you know, I'm trying to develop John Felix. The coach's head will be chopped. But in a way, that's counterintuitive to the model that Benfica follows, which is a selling club. Well, they follow, but they tell you they're not, though. So the message there is mixed. Because you keep telling you we're going to be some potential but then they sell off. So something there is 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 not being translated to whomever. But at the end of the day, Benfica is still a club with youngsters, with veterans that we we have to challenge for titles. You know what I mean? We have to. So we don't. It, it's 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 just. It's it's the size of the club, man. I, I keep being, the Yankees don't have the luxury of, of of a restocking and sitting there with with the youngsters. Same thing. It's just it's what I see. The big clubs don't have that luxury unless shit just went totally out the window. They had a disastrous year uh, for you know where again they try to put a plan together and it just didn't work out. Then they'll turn around and say, look, it is what it is. We gotta knock shit down and build from the ground up. But even the big clubs. They go look at Real Madrid. They spend a ton of money to try to fix the problems that they've that they've fallen into, and they still can't get it right. But does it stop them from spending money? They have that pressure of at least acting like you're putting a game plan together in order to be successful on the field. Let me pose this question to you then, uh, and following the, the, the same conversation, what would have been if instead of JJ saying Bernardo? You could either play left back or not play at all. If he tells Bernardo you could stay on the team and you're going to get a bro, shot. Bro, Bernardo, you guys, you're going to get me to take off my shirt here, bro. Because I've gotten into this argument with you guys, you and Steve in particular, for, 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 for I don't know how many years now, okay? And I'm glad you brought this up because I've been thinking about this for a while because it just happened out with Chiquinho. When they talked about Chiquinho possibly being being loaned out before he started playing really well in preseason and convincing Lajes' mind, and and Chiquinho said, "I don't care where I play. I just want to stay on the club and I want to fight for my spot. I want to wear this shirt." When Bernardo could have done that, he said, "No, I want to be out." Bernardo could have stayed and look, I'm gonna be a left back today, but it is what it is. Chiquinho said, "I play left back, right back, center. I don't. I play goalie. I just want to be on the club." And Bernardo, look, he's a fantastic player, and I hope he does come back one day. But stop with this freaking nonsense that Bernardo is a diehard Benfica because if you, he would have stayed, he would have stuck around. No, he cared about money, 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 and he went to Monaco. He could have sat around and said, "I'm a diehard Benfica. Let me singrar." Right? Is that the word? Is that a yeah. singrar? Is that is that a proper way of saying it? Yeah. Sangrar is blood. Singrar. Let me singrar with this shirt on. And he he chose the easy way out. He could have sat and and, and fought first place. And look, and I've and I've often said this. 
at the time, you had Nico Gaetan on one wing. You had Toto Salvio, healthy Toto Salvio, and it was just impossible for Bernardo to get the minutes at the time. It is what it is. Now, hindsight being 44, uh, 2020, you're like, whoa, what the hell were we thinking? Where are, I mean, let me look at that. Where are the same people that were screaming for Zach Olus to get an opportunity when Jonas and Mitro and everybody was injured? Where are those people at now? Now nobody talks about that. Why? Because Zach Olus become a bust, right? Has that goal has been a phenom like they've done with, 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 uh, with um, Jovic, right? Right. When players turn out to be good, but what happened if Bernardo left and he was shit? How come nobody talks about Ivan Cavalero? Well, because he ain't, he ain't Bernardo, right? He's not. He's not. But, but even at that, the time, it is what at the time Benfica had better options than Bernardo. Simply get over. Stop talking to me about Bernardo. I don't want to hear about it. But I think that even when when Ferro was promoted, Benfica had better options than Ferro. This year, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we, uh, we this could be a conversation for for many many hours. But what what who's the option, Conti? I'm saying this year, uh, last year, last year when 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 Jardel got injured, when he got prom- when he got promoted. No, he got promoted. He was on the club. Bruno Lage came in and he promoted the four youngsters. No one expected Ferro to play. It was Ruben Diaz. It was. Jardel. Conti. 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 And Lemma. Lemma. The, the Lemma played five minutes. <laughs> talk to me about Lemma. At the time, it was just Conti. Once Jardel got injured, they decided to go with Ferro. How was that a better option, Alfredo? What happened was no. there wasn't a better option. What did no significant minutes in the A team for Ferro? But what I'm trying to say is that is that. He was due you have an to, opportunity. But forget, and, and you know, and, and I eat crow, and I have no problem. You know, I admit it. People didn't believe I in did you. I didn't, That's I, what I'm trying to get. I didn't believe in Ferro, but the difference is Brun Lage knew what he had in Ferro. And, and so, George Zeus didn't know what he had in Bernard, in Bernard? Bingo. Uh, probably not. And but, but uh, Rui Vittori didn't know Bernard, what he had in Jean Felix? Bernardo was 110 pounds soaking wet at the time, bro. It's just like it's just like some people will tell you perfect example. Tiago Dantas. A lot of people tell you the kid's got the caliber and the ability to play on this squad. But the guy's tiny. Imagine him against these big boys, especially in the Champions League. They're gonna swallow him up. He needs to bulk up. Bernardo at the time, ladies and gentlemen. Has nothing to do he with He wasn't the, with the, the player physique. that he's become over the last couple of for Christ's sake. Well, he, he, went has, on, he went on to Monaco that year and he was okay. to have a breakout year for Next Monaco. Year, the following. But he still had a very good, decent year. So Ivan Cavalera was better than him at, at Valencia. I mean, at, um, at Monaco. For, until he, until Bernardo blew up. And nobody talking about what about Elder Costa? Ivan Cavalero played yeah. at Monaco. Yeah. What about Elder Costa doing his thing over there in uh, Wolves? <laughs> well, now he's not at Wolves no more. No, but he was at Wolves. Yeah, when exactly. Second division. But nobody talked. Look, man, it's just Bernardo blew up. There's plenty of players that have. But also did you ever missed. have a doubt that Bernardo wouldn't blow up? I don't want to say a doubt. I, look, we knew he was a good player. And I, did I think he warranted an opportunity in the main squad? Yeah. But I'm not as, uh, I don't want to say blind, but I'm not as convinced. As, because, again, going back to what I what we talked about, the youngsters and being loaned out to Maritim, Benfica and JJ, all he cared about was winning titles. He didn't give a shit if it was black, white, blue, Mexican, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever. He just wanted the best. And at the time, there is not a single, but I don't give a crap how big of a Bernardo fan you are. There is not a single person on earth at the time, or even now, that'll tell that could tell me with a straight face that Bernardo was a better option than Gaetan and Toto Savio at the time. You had Enzo, you had Matik in the middle. Like, where was the kid gonna play? Now you want to tell me as a backup, maybe, but 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 at some some players, some and I'm, I'm not saying that was the case with Bernardo. But some players, they the clubs make the decisions to let them go out on loan or to let them play on the B team, for example, where they could play the full 90 and learn more from full 90 than actually having them on the bench and playing five minutes a game, 10 minutes a game, because it actually holds the development back. It's 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 better. So maybe JJ thought he had a player there, but at the time he wasn't a better alternative than the other options. And to stunt his growth and have him play couple minutes, again, might as well just leave him on a B team. And again, bro, this this right now is a conversation 
that we're having because Bernardo's been a phenomenal player. But I'll come look, Juan Cancelo's a phenomenal player. Nobody talks about him. He's at the same exact time. Come nobody talks about Juan Cancelo. I'm gonna close my book. Come nobody talks about him. There's other op look at the time Benfica was coming off of 11 years where they won jack crap. Then they win a title. Then they win another four years, if I'm not mistaken, without winning anything. Benfica, in, 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 in like 15 to 20 years, had won one title. JJ didn't give a shit who was what. And then they finally started winning titles when JJ arrived. And all he cared about was putting up those Ws. And I know, and I know JJ's done a lot of wrong. I get it. I get it. But he didn't care. At the time, he cared about just winning. It didn't matter where the player came from, what nationality was. All he, he wanted to play the best players possible, and that's what he did. And 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 as a Benfica, I hope that's what Lodge does as well. I hope I want the best players to play, regardless of age, regardless of nationality, regardless of where they come from. It's whoever's best suited today. That's who's going to give us our best opportunity. That's why you guys, not Dave so much because he adores Sferovic, but you and a lot of other. Are, are getting impatient with Sferovic because what? He's not performing, right? You want other, yo, the guy's not, take him out. So at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, which is the best, uh, the player at the moment, who's best suited, who's performing at the top of his game right now. That's who I want to play. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, like I said, this is a conversation that we could be here uh, all night uh, discussing this and, and hitting the same walls and, and bring it to Twitter, to, baby. 10 agreeing, 10. Holla. agreeing to disagree. Um, we'll wrap it up uh, next week. We have international break or this weekend, whatever, wherever it is. We have international break, so we will not have a podcast next uh, next week. We will be on break. As a matter of fact, I will be in Portugal. So unfortunately, uh, no Benfica game for me to catch, but it is what it is. Anyway, um, at 10CO10 is where you could find find uh, Cristiano on Twitter and argue and ask him questions. At Benfica Podcast is where the, the, the podcast uh, Twitter, uh, official Twitter lives at. Dave, at, I, got, I screwed this up uh, last week, at 87DO87, right? Yeah, not DO87DO. I don't know who that is, but they got some extra followers. <laughs> so, uh, uh, BifigaPodcast.com, planetbifiga.co.uk. Don't forget, BifigaIndependent.com, uh, Ubrink, uh, Bifiga FM, Storia Gloriosa, Azagish, and all the other uh, wonderful Bifiga projects that are out there. Bifiga After Night. I'm sorry. I, you know, I forget to mention people, then they get upset. I, you all know who you are, and, and you all deserve my respect. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Take care. Have a, a wonderful international break. Um, and if you need to watch some Benfica, just uh, just turn on Benfica TV. I'm sure there will be some kind of uh, Benfica game on. Later, everyone. <laughs>